Hello, welcome to Nerd Cannon. I'm Beth. I carry the watermelons. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. This is a podcast. Wow. Where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Okay, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have a bad synopsis? This is, I guess we're just doing a callback to, to Dirty Dancing forever now. Listen, that was a very good episode. We did a great job. <laughs> we did a great job. Uh, in this one, we're going to talk about what happens if you order Indiana Jones from Wish.com. Holy shit! <laughs> wow, 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 wow. That is very good. <laughs> well, didn't we say that the mummy was kind of like Indiana Jones if it was a sexy girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. This is Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay, okay, so we're talking about obviously Big Trouble in Little China, released July 2nd, 1986, directed by John Carpenter, written by Gary Goldman. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, but. That's a name that you have to say like that. <laughs> Gary Goldman. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, starring Kurt Russell, Dennis Dunn, Kim Cattrall, and James Hong. Uh, Rotten Tomato score was 74% and the audience score was 82 uh-huh. Uh-huh. percent. Paul has a look <laughs> on his face right now. Paul, what was your experiences with this film? I love this as a kid. So uh-huh. uh, shout out to my good friend Dave Sasaki and Dave's dad, who he... I would go to Dave's house very frequently. He lived like a block away from me. And so we were constantly going between houses and Dave's dad loved or still does love for all I know. I haven't seen him in many years. Bad B movies, especially behind that, especially like bad martial arts movies. I've seen Bloodsport multiple times Boxer, and a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I've seen like every Godzilla movie. So he would go and rent movies and we would watch them at like sleepovers at Dave's house. And uh, this was definitely a movie that Dave's dad rented for us to watch at his house. Well, hell yeah. And uh, and I and of course I loved it. It was amazing. We we talked about the basket heads for a long time. Wow. <laughs> and okay, uh, great. I I don't think I really cared about the story at that age that I saw it. It was just like crazy silly. Uh, well, okay, sure. <laughs> no, fair. I- fair. <laughs> the the as questionable. As, as a child, you do not. You're yeah. not often thinking no. about plot. No. Gotcha. And and honestly, as I re I haven't seen it in a very long time. I had so many fond memories of like I think I saw it more than once probably at Dave's house. I could I literally had could not remember like the parts of the movie where they're just sitting and and Red's not fighting. <laughs> and not fighting and like sure. not actually I like the whole beginning part, there's this part in the airport. I was like, I don't there's an airport in this movie? What happened? Uh so yeah, that was that was my experience with it. A lot of lot of good nostalgia followed Aww. wrapped up in this movie. But what's your experience with it? I had never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I had definitely heard about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though at some point in my life I have encountered moments or briefly mm-hmm. seen parts of it possibly like i definitely knew it like existed i would have told you jean-claude van damme was in it <laughs> so that's where i'm at yeah i immediately when i saw like i looked it up and i got you know it came up on my tv and i saw like the poster like immediately was like oh sure kurt russell in the tank like i've seen mm-hmm. i've seen that like image 
<laughs> but but that's it. So this was a cold this was a cold view for me, and I didn't I didn't do my notes. Usually, if it's a movie that I don't I really don't remember or that I really haven't seen in a million years, I don't do my research until after I watch it because I want I don't want to like spoil. <laughs> the movie for myself um if it's something i've seen a million times i might do the notes ahead of time just based on timing of my life but i didn't do that which the the time of your life yeah just to you know put this in context this gets a higher critic score on (laughs) rotten tomatoes than dirty dancing (laughs) yes you're correct Uh huh They said to Kurt Russell (laughs) in interviews before this film was released, how does it feel to star in the biggest film of the year? Oh, wow. But then it was a flop. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you about that momentarily. But first, two trivies in a line. Okay. Thing the first. Italian video game of the same name was published in 86 for the Commodore 64. Critical reception was mixed. Would you say an Italian video game? I didn't. A tie-in video game? Oh, tie-in. I think. A tie-in with the same name. Yeah, we're going really deep on those Italian video games. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Italians love <Yeah>. Kung Fu. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Next, the film was originally conceived as a Western set in the past with Burton's horse being stolen instead of his truck. And <laughs> three, the ending credit song was performed by Dennis Dunn, who plays Wong. His band was called Power Play. Oh my god. Those are very good. I don't know what one is the... Oh, wow. Uh, Power Play, the band? That sounds just stupid enough. Just stupid enough for that song that that could be true. I'm going to say the Italian video game is the fiction. You're wrong. I made up Power Play. (laughs) Damn, that was very good. That was very good. (laughs) Well, you know my biggest (laughs) dumb joke in life is that's my band name or that's on Mm -hmm, my next album. mm -hmm. That was very good. So, okay. So the video game thing was real. Um, It was definitely set as a Western. I feel like I heard that one before. Yeah, they decided to set it during modern time. And for some reason, the thing they kept saying to themselves, Carpenter, Carpenter, Russell, etc., Gary Goldman, was, well, you know, it worked for Rosemary's Baby, setting it. What? Current. And I was like, that's a real fucking leap. That is a huge logical artistic yeah. leap yeah we're to rosemary's baby so let's make it modern sir okay yeah so yeah. that's that and then the end credit song was not in fact dennis dunn it was a fucking john carpenter so okay. the song is written and sung so by the, the coupe de villes a band formed by john carpenter nick castle and tommy lee wallace who is the second unit director on this film okay cool so there you go you're like this is gonna be our big break we're going to have a band too. Yes. Man. So, okay. I, okay. I have um, a couple more fun facts and the, this is, this is a little story, but they're fun facts within the list. So I okay. was watching this and the first guy that we see is Egg Chen. And then, then shortly after that, we see Lope Pan, right? And both of these actors, I see them and I'm go, this is the most fucking familiar dude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. the world. I'm like, Wow, this feels like somebody that I've watched like recently in a film, or like I know this person. Like, and I'm like, it's not, is it not the shitty guy? That's not like the one weird Asian character from Grandma. Like, who is this guy? And I'm like, am I racist? Like, why do I think I've seen these guys in something that I've like really, really watched? So that's the backstory to them. This new fun fact, which is production of this movie was rushed in order to ensure the release date before the film The Golden Child because they were making them both at the 
same time, they're both action comedy about, quote, Chinese mysticism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, I've watched The Golden Child 8,000 fucking times. So then I got that in my head. And then I'm like, I got to look up these dudes and find out where they're from because they're both so familiar. Both those fucking dudes are in Golden Child. <laughs> so fucking freaking James Hong and Victor Wong, who plays the other guy, they're both in Golden Child, which came out in the exact same year five months apart. So that's wild. And also, I went down a whole rabbit hole. James Hong, who is Lo Pan, has 454 credits in IMDb. As far back <laughs> as 1954. <laughs> brother is 94 years old and he is still making movies. He still has two things in production. I was going to say, he was in a movie that came out recently that I love very much, which is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes! Which if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I love it. It's a f- great movie. Yeah, like, he, that was a big movie and he was just in it. Yes, He was in yes, X-Files. I mean, he was just in, he's like... all over he, the place, yeah. He is in eight million things. So then I was like, well, thank God that that's why I recognized him. But also, I was dying when I saw that both these fucking dudes were in... The, gold, the Golden Child. Have you seen yeah. that one? Because I feel like uh, we need to add think, that to the list. I think I have seen it, but I it's been many years. That one I've seen 8 million times and as a quoter in my house, but I'm a oh, little really? bit afraid that it's going to be racist. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> so whatever. We'll look at that some other time. Anyway, yep. that was wild to me. <sighs> so the chi- Chinese characters in the main title screen translate to evil spirits make a big scene in little spiritual state, okay. which is stupid. <laughs> Kurt Russell had the flu. And after the brothel, the sweat on his body is real. That's like the third Mm -hmm. time that we, I feel that that's also in Indiana Jones, (laughs) that he had like dysentery or some shit and he was like sweaty. Jackie Chan was John Carpenter's first choice. And Mm -hmm. they were against Mm -hmm. it because they were afraid that his English wasn't good enough. Um, So anyway, then they cast Dennis Dunn. Oh, okay. uh, Dennis uh, for uh, Wong. Yeah. So the vehicle that Eggshan drove in the movie was a 1936 white touring car. The car is now in Yellow- Yellowstone National Park, for which it was originally built. It's called Hollywood, and it gives tours of Old Faithful. Oh, well, that's fantastic. I don't know how it got to the movie. I don't know anything about any of that. <laughs> this is the fourth of five movies John Carpenter and Kurt Russell did together. Elvis, Escape from New York, The Thing, and Escape from L.A. Mm-hmm. So the studio did not get the point of this movie. As far as John Carpenter and Kurt Russell were concerned, Wong is the main character and Kurt Russell is the sidekick. And they're flipping that. And, you know, Wong's the actor. Dennis Dunn is super psyched about it. He he had dabbled in training. He did Chinese opera as an adult. Like he was trained as an athlete in, in Kung Fu and, and he was drawn to the role. And he said, quote, like, I'm seeing Chinese actors getting to do stuff American movies usually don't let them do. I've never seen this type of role for an Asian. Like... You know, and 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 um, Kurt Russell's getting like knocked out in his own fight scene, right, and like right, like, right. and they're all in on the joke, right? Like everybody making the movie, the studio like didn't get it, <laughs> and so I don't think audiences got it either. I don't think so either. And they also the reason it didn't do good is because they didn't know how to market it. Like they didn't get it, right. and so they didn't market it, and so it didn't. And also, Alien came out at like the exact same time, mm-hmm. so they were really marketing the balls out of Alien. But anyway. So that fight scene, that first fight scene in the alleyway, initially, like, it was even less clear who was who. And John Carpenter was like, well, that's on purpose because Jack Burton has no idea what's happening. Right. So he doesn't know who is who. He just sees a 
bunch of bitches fighting and he lost the fight with the studio so that's why there's like additional dialogue which I will talk about yeah. that okay. but like he goes I guess the good guys dressed in white and the bad guys in black wasn't good enough like I don't know so <laughs> I thought that was really funny Susie Pei who plays Mao Yin that name roughly translates to cat-like. Oh, well, that's okay. Kurt Russell learned to drive a semi-truck. Mm. Um, and the set used for the opening scenes in Chinatown was created by the Thing production team. And it was also used for a Janet Jackson video. And they saw Michael Jackson <laughs> on set. Okay. Random. <laughs> yeah. So those are my fun facts. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, this whole boy. beginning scene... With Egg Shen was also added after the fact because the studio wanted Jack to seem more heroic and they somehow felt this scene was the scene making him more heroic. <laughs> this is one of those scenes where I had no recollection that this even existed in the movie. Because it's in nothing. It's nothing. They don't and even come whole... back to it. You think it's going to no, be like a you framing You think it's going to cap it. No. It should. <laughs> if you're going to add it, it should frame at the end. And that's why I'm telling you to leave him alone or whatever. Mm -hmm. The whole time he's talking, all I'm doing is looking at him going, why do I fucking know this guy? So that's <laughs> and the attorney. where I was. Why do you know the attorney? He's Oh, he's somebody. He, yeah. he uh, Isn't he from X-Files? Uh, yeah, for sure. But he was only in it for like two seconds and I never was. ended up going back to him. Yeah. He was. Um... We So right here, though, in this beginning scene, we get, quote, green flame and Chinese black magic. And I was like, yep. oh! Yep. Listen, but, okay. So he's like, hey. There's black magic. And the dude's like, how can I know magic is real? And he's just like, excuse me, while I casually make lightning between my hands. <laughs> like, yeah, somebody just did what? that in front of you. <laughs> I was like, oh, electro electricity magic. Okay, then. <laughs> yep, yep. There's no mystery. It's, here it is. It's true. If you would have told me that there was magic and sorcery in this film, mm -hmm. I would I would not have guessed that in a million years. <laughs> I thought I was watching Punchy Fight Time. Uh-huh. I had no fucking idea what I was getting into. No. At all. <laughs> and then two minutes in, and there's a ha electricity hands. And I was like, oh, this is I'm like strapping cat. Cat was concerned. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh -huh. So we're in the truck. He's doing like shitty stand up on the CB radio. Yeah. Um, so this is the first moment in this in this rewatch where I was like, "Oh no, he's really just delivering lines and not really acting." And I felt like I don't know if it was the script or the I don't know what happened with him, but I felt like through this this whole movie, there's some moments where it's going okay, and then there's some moments where I felt like they're just all standing there telling us what the story is. And That's in my notes script. so many times. Yes, yes, like they're just let's just explain the story and plot read like, the plot. Yep, that's yep. so many times. And he's doing this stand-up thing on the CB radio, and I was like, he's either, like, he's really overacting as, like, a weird trucker guy, or he's just not acting. I don't know. It was, it was, the whole thing was a lot of bad delivery in this movie. He's got and his sunglasses on, driving yep. in the dark in a yep. thunderstorm. Yep, that's a choice. That's a choice. I mean, he does a speech about UFOs rain. Anyway. being real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we get to Chinatown and there's piggies in the truck. Why is it so wet? Everything's so wet. Everything. It's very, <laughs> that's, I'm, I just, I feel like it's humid. I don't uh -huh. even know. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's drinking and gambling. This whole beginning, I couldn't catch a tone on what we were going <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, that was perfect. At all. <laughs> he plays 
it's abruptly sun up. They start playing. Mm-hmm. There's a little montage of him. Uh-huh. His mouth is full and he is talking with a full mouth in every <laughs> moment of this montage that is meant to take us all the way into the next day. Uh-huh. Sir, <laughs> how many sandwiches are you eating, number one? First, yeah. I want a bowl of whatever food is happening in the street vendors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets like a dumpling. He's got, I'm like, he's got oh. like a sandwich, and then he's just chewing with his mouth open all night long. <laughs> <laughs> he plays till sun up, mm-hmm. and then he says, "Whoa, whoa! What did he say in English? Fuck you, buddy." <laughs> Buddy Boo, you walked into Chinatown and you've uh-huh. been sitting at this table with people who mm-hmm. probably don't speak very good English for the entire night. Shut your mouth. <laughs> mm, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, racial difference okay, is notwithstanding, he says. Yes. Okay. I think that's on purpose. I don't think it's like, here's, I'm, I'm giving the movie the benefit of the doubt that this is not just implicit racism, that with everything else that was happening with this movie, I think they were purposely making Kurt Russell or Jack Burton look like an idiot asshole like he mm-hmm. has that attitude and he and he says those lines because they're like he is the the idiot like outsider in chinatown and i yes, felt like that's on purpose going on he has no idea what's going on and i will say immediately upon pressing play to this film i, I thought to myself a paul must know that this movie is going to be okay because <laughs> no, well because like i've done some real stinkers to you this year and like i can <laughs> i can accept my role in that but i was like oh no is this going to be so racist we're gonna have to like turn it off and <laughs> i i will say and i don't not to like spoil or whatever but i didn't think it really came out with me not feeling yeah. I was pleasantly surprised it wasn't as bad as I yeah. thought it was gonna be, I yeah. guess if that makes sense. So that moment is right in the beginning though, when I'm still going, Oh no. Right, 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 and I was right, like, right. but really <laughs> I didn't notice much more after that. Yeah. But I did not understand again the vibe, the tone is hard to catch here because yeah. we're buds, we've been playing, we know each other, but then he gets real serious and he's like, Double or yeah. nothing, double or nothing. No, nothing or like, double. Nothing or double. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, what we're real serious and we have a big knife all of a sudden. Are we yeah. now enemy? Like I was very yeah, confused right. about what was happening. And then five minutes later, we're in a buddy comedy in the car together. Uh-huh. So I was just very confused by that. <laughs> they have a weird, the relationship you think is very much like a stranger. And even Jack's like, no, he's like, you're going to follow me. And then he's like, nah, I changed my mind. Get in my truck because I don't yeah. trust you to like come up with this money that yeah. you owe me. So yeah, it's kind of a weird a weird it's vibe. a weird thing. And then also, then we're led to believe that they've been friends for a long time as they're talking. Right. But he's also never mentioned this girl before. Exactly. So that was a weird vibe. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to go pick up a babe. And Jack Russell's uh-huh. picked up babes from all over, but not from China. Not, so yep. the first mm-hmm. for him. <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah, we go to the airport. Kurt Russell sees Samantha from Sex and the City. And Kim Cattrall looks hot as hell in this movie mm-hmm. it's not a surprise to me she looks hot as hell all the time yep. but she looks great here i know she's in other movies at this time but that was like porkies and shit like not shit i saw necessarily when she mm-hmm. was this young and she looks like incredible yeah the lords of death it's a street gang punks from chinatown <laughs> he gave them three names in one sentence uh-huh uh-huh. They're in the same gang, at least, Beth. Like, they have the same... They do. Aesthetic. The aesthetic, the gang aesthetic <laughs> is... It is on point, which I appreciate. They're not I mismatched. I want some of those uh, white sunglass things that that dude wears with the little slits in them. I like hated those. They were like comic <laughs> so glasses. I hated them. They made me, like, really uncomfortable. I wrote about them. Absolutely fucking not. So... 
th- that sentence about explaining who the gang was is the first of many times in my notes where I was like, Explain. I wanted there was only the a, yeah. Just tell me, just spew the plot at me. Uh-huh. So that happens. They steal Mao instead of the chick that Kim Cattrall's trying to grab. Yeah, that was a weird little like the subplot that never went anywhere. We saw her Correct. one more time through a doorway, and that was it forever. That was it, and we have no idea. No, anything about any of that. No. Um, Kim Cattrall is a lawyer. Who's <laughs> his name is Law. I know. This rewatch. Titanium, Paul. <laughs> this, this whole rewatch, I was like, wait, is her name Gracie Law? Or they just call her that because she's a lawyer? Like, is that her real name? <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Her name is Gracie Law. And they all say it. And I'm yep. sorry. This is a cut to later. But fucking later, whatever, the Dave bad guy fucking calls them both by their full name and i was like there's no fucking way he knows her name is gracie law i need to right, like, right. what is happening okay mm, yep. gracie law. i really couldn't i almost had to stop there so <laughs> so then we get the egg shun tour the the truck says pork chop express and there's a little piggy there's a lot of weird little stuff on it well in the beginning scene we see them unloading pigs from his truck on the beginning Oh yeah, just a whole ass, and it has the silhouette of the, the hot girl. Yep, they're wearing an alley. They're naked. That's like the <laughs> the trucker naked, lean like lay down lady. Naked, yeah. the naked girl. I don't, yep. know. I don't know. It's yep. not for me. Everybody knows what that is. You know what I mean. Yep. We're in an alley, and there's a funeral procession. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Red Turban's bad guys. They shoot the shit out of that funeral. Well, okay, explain to me this. this anatomy of this fight. I can explain nothing (laughs) to you. His truck is just in the middle. The fight is happening as if, like, the the one side is coming from behind the truck. They fall in from all sides. Uh Uh-huh. They surround they it. They pull out a bunch of guns and they just shoot. Oh, and they have to wait for a minute. No, no, no. They just shoot the hell out of each other, right? Mm-hmm. I wrote then, in my notes, remember, and clue when he goes, we call that overkill. I don't know why that's what popped into my head, but that's what I wrote. So they shoot the shit out of everybody, and then they decide, oh, we're done with guns now. Everybody get your swords now and fighting. your axes. Kurt Russell is in the in the truck holding a Ginsu <laughs> knife. The knife, yeah. That he got in an infomercial, why I can stop, only assume. Why did they put away their guns? I don't know. Be- like, were we out of bullets? Like, what did we... That, this dude, is- that one dude's wearing, like, two full bandoliers <laughs> two of bandoliers? bullets. <laughs> <laughs> He's not out of bullets. He has like two sh- six shooters. Just <laughs> get into pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were like, "Now it's time for kung fu." Uh-huh. So, and he goes, "We call this a Chinese standoff." I was like, "I don't think you needed to say that." <laughs> the one guy in the red team looked really familiar, and I meant to look him up. With and the I long forgot. stringy hair. Yes, he about? He yeah, looked really I agree too. To uh huh. So there's just this major one guy breaks a random board on somebody else. Where yep. did the board? Like we had. Mere seconds ago. Okay. So there's a lot of fighting, and then there's Uh an abrupt cutoff. Right. And I wrote, Holy ball sack, green explosion. Uh huh. And dudes just show up. Yep. The basket heads. They they fly down. (laughs) What the fuck? Uh huh. (laughs) Now, I was warned by the beginning that there would be electricity hands. Yeah. Nothing could have prepared me for these. Three guys floating down from the sky and just uh-huh. doing like magic. Uh huh. 
That dude, he's literally. I love that because the lightning one is he's he's like he's like holding the lightning bolt as he slides down it with one hand. Sure. He's sure. Just, it's awesome. One guy has back scratcher weapons. Yeah. <laughs> They're just yeah, big true. back scratchers. True. And then the other guy has like fidget spinner weapons. Yep. Like, <laughs> You're right. Okay. Very true. The, the and then Fancy true. Man comes. I don't know his name yet, but Love Man. Okay, Fancy he just Man. gets totally obliterated by that truck. Lights, well, the, the has, lights out no, of I call eyes. Him has, people who are listening at home, you, the, what you don't know, maybe if you've never seen this movie, you've never had the privilege of watching, is these dudes that come down from the sky all have kind of elaborate costumes on, and one of the things they're wearing is a giant basket hat. Woven. Woven basket. Gigantic wicker. It goes down to their shoulders. They are looking out through holes in the side of the basket, right? It's fair. a lot. Yes, that's a fair assessment. They all have like Not- strap. It's all like strapped under their chin and like strapped onto their head. When you think of the hat that you see in typical like... Chinese imagery that's like the kind of pointy hat. It's that times a thousand and it's like a loose weave wicker. Yeah. It's a real thing. <laughs> Basket hat sounds a little racist, okay. but that well, does explain what's happening. Well, yeah. Is that racist? I don't know. I'm calling them the Chinese three amigos. So I don't think that's better. <laughs> I don't think that's well, better. I think one of them's supposed to be thunder and one of lightning. lightning and wind maybe or sure. something like that yeah uh, sure he goes Listen, don't look i won't they're screaming the, whichever whichever one we don't when they take off their 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 costumes the dude with the long hair he, he's he's quite handsome don't you think he's, he's quite, handsome? quite handsome that's a whole different dude though isn't it no those are all the, the oh, they're same dudes there's so many dudes <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Because I read somebody in some of the, one of the things called him one ear. Anyway, he had to sit for like three hours to get that very expensive wig put on him every day. And he thought it was the best job on earth because he just got to sit there getting paid to get a beautiful wig put on. So I read Mm. that somewhere. Cool. Where are we? What are we talking about? This is where I first noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Lopan gets run over, but he's fine. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's a little shaken by that, rightfully so. Because well, Lil Pan also shoots his eye mouth beams he at him. Shoots eye mouth beams right him. at him. Yeah, yeah. But only for a second, and we fix this problem by <laughs> splashing rainwater, splashing puddles in his face. Yes, puddles in his face. Don't look at his look at his eye. Already did. And I wrote, Wong does a lot of plot heavy lifting here, too. (laughs) He does a whole... And then this is where I wrote for the first point that I was as watching it initially without having read anything about it. This was my first observation that Wong is actually the one who's good at fighting and knows what's going Mm -hmm. on. So that was very quick into the movie. I got the point, everyone. (laughs) The studio apparently (laughs) didn't, but I got it right away. I wrote, The Lords of Death Stole His Truck, which is like a weird sentence. That is a weird so then we cut to the restaurant and uh-huh. we're we're regrouping right mm-hmm. um, jack's on the phone with the insurance and he's insurance like, is universally shitty yeah he's like the most frustrated universal experience yeah. in the world yep you've all had of course he doesn't have his insurance card it's in the truck <laughs> that got stolen uh-huh i also wrote the lords of dust stole his truck <laughs> and then i wrote quote how do you think i feel jack i lost a whole girl then Kim Cattrall shows up, and here's where I'm mad that her name is Gracie Lop. Yep. She's always poking her nose where it doesn't belong. 
Correct. Now we get the whole part about, oh shit, she has green eyes. She says, quote, that's like leather bucket seats to them. It's double the price. Yep. Everyone is extremely casually talking about this poor, sweet girl uh-huh. getting sold into sex slavery. We're very casually like, oh shit, what a bad Tuesday this is turning out to be. <laughs> Sir and ma'am. Everybody was far too casual for my like mm-hmm. <laughs> about this. And that would have gone so far over my head as a kid. Oh, this yeah. Whole conversation no, 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 about no, no. why nope. they would be selling this girl. Like, yeah. that would have meant nothing to me as a, as a kid. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They had some stupid plan and they're in the car getting ready to go in and she goes, just try to look stupid. And she goes, oh, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he even says at this point, hold on, slow down. I'm feeling a little like an outsider here. And they're and like, goes, you are. You are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> even she is not an outsider. She is very well equipped to move within this world uh-huh. for whatever reason, I guess, because she's a lawyer. I don't know who she's lawyering for, but right, it doesn't right. sound like any of these people ever face trial of any kind. I, but I think, So it seems like the setup was supposed to be Gracie Law and her friend, nameless journalist woman. Margot. Margot. Nailed it. <laughs> um, seem like they are trying to... Like crack down on the crime or whatever. Right. Like they're trying to crack open the, the crime rings or something. Sure, know? sure, sure, sure. As two outsider white women, they seem really equipped yeah, to do Yeah, that. exactly. Exactly. But she, but she they all respect her and she definitely understands like what's going on. It seems. There's like some green lightning craziness above the building, but we're gonna yeah. go in in our like suit and tie or whatever. So you know who it reminds me of or who reminds me mm-hmm. of when I watched Kurt Russell. So Kurt Russell gets into he puts these really thick glasses frames. Yeah. Yeah, he he's wearing a suit. Thing. He's like pretending to be a, a horrible person that he's has come to. Like he's gonna buy a, a girl. Exactly. Yeah. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Chris Farley. It's like Chris Farley's sure. like suit guy that does the suit the, guy with the glasses and they comb yes, hair. Yes. I yeah. was like, holy crap, you should go watch it again. Because it's like, I was like, wow, did Chris Farley model himself after that this scene? That he's wearing, <laughs> he wore in some other used car salesman movie I read. Kurt Russell did? Yeah, but oh, okay. I didn't know that other movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Chinese Three Amigos come in and like in through the ceiling. Yep. And they just, they just <laughs> blow the, the he ceiling He tries to punch place. him so hard and it doesn't work. <laughs> and he just kind of goes, ah, shit. Like... <laughs> And they steal the girl because, of course, Uh so this girl is now twice stolen. Right. So then we cut to we're in Kim Cattrall's office with now here we get the reporter friend and we get lots of plot dump here. There's a whole background of who David Lopez. I never stop thinking it's funny that his first name is (laughs) David. And they keep saying it. They call she calls him David, and I'm like, what? Uh Yep. And then we get the quote. I'm a reasonable guy, but I've experienced some very unreasonable things. <laughs> I like that line. Yeah, yeah. I feel that that's pretty good. So there's just a ton of exposition here. And I, for some reason, wrote, it's Joe's Quickie Mart, but it's only the most dangerous Quickie Mart there ever was, blah, blah, blah. Because mm. they're talking about some pl- And I was just like, what is, what is happening? Just link me <laughs> to the next part where everyone's fighting, because that's uh-huh. clearly where we're going. Yep. Where did Kurt Russell get this denim Dan look from? I don't know, but I love the fact that they think they're going to walk into this place with a denim. They both have jeans on and a denim jacket over it, and they're pretending to be repairmen. And he's just, he's, their whole, their whole, they have no tools, they have no nothing. He is carrying a landline phone. 
phone and waving that around as if that's like, he's like, oh, we got to go fix the phones. Here's my phone. I'm a repairman. First of all, I didn't notice the phone because I was so distracted by the button up knee height boot. Okay. Yes, I wrote it. Those jeans are jammed into those boots for Jesus. What the f- I said, what the, I wrote in my notes, what's up with his boots? I was going to ask you, what, what, what's the, and what the like, deal with this? This is the thing. Mm-hmm. In a little bit, he takes that jacket off. And then we've got just the tank, the graphic tank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have the hair and the jaw. And I don't <laughs> think I've watched very many movies with Kurt Russell in them. I definitely saw like Escape from New York like one time or whatever. And we mm-hmm. can agree that he's like a conventionally attractive dude, which isn't always my flavor, but like he gets it. I love the boots. I'm like, I, I'm fine with it. I don't have time to unbutton them. You need to understand. You're just okay. going to have to just pull the jeans down. But like, I can't be fucking with those boots. But like, he looks really good is my point. He worked uh-huh. out real hard for like two months okay. right before this to yeah. have like some like biceps or whatever the hell. And I don't like need muscles in this life, but he looks pretty good. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. that outfit is it's a lot. <laughs> oh, they're trapped and they're flooded yeah. and there's dead bodies. And then the three amigos come back. Yeah. My favorite line here is that he's like, he's trying to figure out what's going on. They're talking to old makeup Lopan. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's and super he's crusty. Like, I don't. He's super crusty. The makeup on him is insane. Yeah. But Jack's like, I, I don't get it. Like, what's going on? And, and Lopan's like, you are not brought upon this world to get it. And I love that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not here for you. He's just like, why do I? Yeah. Why am I explaining to you what's happening? But he's going to rule the universe from beyond the grave. So all I, I wrote is, all up. I need is a woman with green eyes, and I'll be super cool. That yeah. was my understanding of this. I just want him to look at the camera at this point and go, "You got that?" Like yep. in Star, like in yep. Spaceballs, because <laughs> they definitely like rewind it back and say it again. Huh. There, the blindfold and wheelchair combo is both very weird, but also kind of ingenious. <laughs> Right? If you have a captive that you're uh-huh. trying to take against their will down many sets of hallways, etc., uh-huh. a wheelchair is actually. Yeah, yeah. But I've never seen that anywhere else. I thought that was weird. <laughs> of course, the friends are going to try to come help them, and then they also get fucking trapped because. Oh, yeah. Sure. sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kurt Russell somehow manages to get free by just like the force of bicep muscles and falling. He has over. so many knives in his boots. That's why they're so big. He just keeps pulling I knives can't. out of there. <laughs> He's got I like understand I have worn many a set of knee high boots in my life. Uh-huh. Many. Some that go over the knee, I will say. I have never been able to fit that many knives in them. Yeah. He's got and a lot of knives in there. It's going to like cut your cat. Like, I don't understand. Okay. Yeah. He's got a lot of knives. Yeah. Kim Cattrall at all get knocked out in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost instantly. They just Almost gasped Almost instantly. Them. But yeah. somehow the whichever yeah, he's magic. Part, it's thunder. Yeah, whichever he's part magic. of the three amigos is in there yeah. is fine. Yeah. He's in a suit now. He, he's lost his cool costume. He's just no, in he's a got suit. a suit. <laughs> yeah. He's I think that guy is thunder. Yeah, that's why I say he's yeah, thunder. That one's thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'm just for my own. Okay. Lopan has a crazy coke nail. And oh, he goes into ghost mode and he turns into like the seven foot tall, like yes. weird version of him. With the makeup, uh-huh. I d- there are a couple versions of it. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I wrote floaty costume party, uh-huh. so that's a, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, I wrote. Yeah, yeah. Poor Mao Yin is floating, she's taking in a, a weird nap. room. Yep, yeah, at least she's asleep for most of this. <laughs> 
<laughs> because if she had to witness these idiots trying to cap, like save her, she would be very downtrodden, I would think. Does she have any lines in this movie? No. No. Yeah. I don't think so. So now we're, for some reason, we're like, we're in like jail cells wherever we are. And the reporter oh, yeah. gets to sit and journal her thoughts. <laughs> Kim Cattrall is hogtied, <laughs> like in a Pornhub video. And yeah, I'm like, because you fuck? know that she threw a shit fit and like yes. fought back. And yeah, yeah. I'm certain that's true. Just doesn't uh-huh. be fair. Okay. Wang, hilarious. <laughs> Stills her gagging, yeah. and then they all jump in the water. He kisses her in the tunnel. Just thrilled mm-hmm. to be alive. Yep. There's he's so confident they're gonna get out here that he like emotionally prepares them for their escape. Opens the door, bad guy slams it immediately and says, "We may be trapped." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, here I realize Wang's a really good fighter because he kicks everyone's whole ass. Yeah. Jack Burton is trying to fight. He has a gun that he stole from somebody and his knife in his boot. So he goes to get his knife out of his boot and manages to throw it behind himself. Yes. And by the time he's retrieved his knife, the fight is over. Because, yeah. But this is also, unfortunately, there is a... We did the thing in fight scenes where we have a guy fly onto a table. And then later in the fight, the same guy flies onto the same table. Because we reuse that same shot in the fight scene. (laughs) And then there's we a third guy who flies that. onto a different type, but well, yeah. I was like, oh, oh we're, we're, using the, we're using the same shot. There is statue eyes, or no, the painting has like movie mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. And then a monster grabs Kim Cattrall. Oh, yeah. You, sure. you did not see this monster coming, did you? You thought Never. all the monsters are in this movie already. There's no Would more I monsters. Have a Bigfoot? No. Right, but we didn't, haven't even seen all the monsters yet. Yo. <laughs> You're going to have to particularly pay for my therapy bill next week. I fucking can't with this. That thing looks like Harry and Anderson's nightmares. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. The Sasquatch monster. She gives it like one scream and then she's like, eh. <laughs> yep. Little pans in his dress robes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he shoots light at her because sure. So at this point I had to go to sleep. Because this was too wild for me. <laughs> so then when I picked it up the next day, and I had like 40 minutes. I'm like, I'm an hour in at this point. Mm-hmm. And I pick it up the next day, and it gives you the warning again, the content warning. Oh, cool. And it said sexual content. I am an wow. hour in at this point, and there has been zero sexual content. Other than we saw all biceps. Those, we saw all those girls in like wet t-shirts when they jumped anyway. out in the water. Yeah. Now we do a lot of cutting between cave time and Lopan's like pleasure dome. Weird ass uh, <laughs> martial arts show. Yeah. <laughs> this is the floor show. Um, so, okay. So the girls are in a daze mm-hmm. and then the guys are just Kung Fu dancing. Yeah, I think so. At them? That's, that's okay. as much as I can tell. They're doing, they're doing, cause he said earlier, I don't know if you missed this brilliant bit of foreshadowing that they included this movie, but Lopan ex- explained that it needs to be a girl who can tame the burning blade. I so now yes. we're doing this martial arts dance ritual where they are going to hold on to the burning blade where it rises them up to the ceiling and then they touch like mm. a weird ceiling dongly ball sack thing and i guess uh, that's ball sack. <laughs> okay yes yeah yeah it so seemed very difficult successfully for two bitches <laughs> successfully do this uh-huh they yeah they hold a sword and float i'm like what the fuck what am i watching i have written mm-hmm. six times on just this yep. page yeah 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 i will marry both women okay dude yeah 
more cave time monster question mark in the water question mark whatever yeah we have gussied the women up and oh, he, well they escaped in the bus at this point right so they get the band back together and they go get egg who's also a sorcerer oh, and obviously. they go down and the he has the chestnuts the sewer. from Willow that are right. gonna throw <laughs> yeah he does <laughs> Yeah, I like how they're, they're they're adventuring through the sewer, and this like weird ass anglerfish like comes yeah, out. Yeah, and there's like the a dude monster, and, and you're like, it's it be something that's not. Yeah, it's not, and he's just he like throws a, a like one of his little bombs. And he's like, oh, it won't come out anymore. I'm like, it just ate one of your friends, my man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like those first couple guys in the mummy. They don't give a shit. <laughs> And so Kim Cattrall Loki wakes up. She's had a cultural appropriation makeover. Right. Um, which Like we do in was, every one of these but movies. But it's not her fault. It's not her yeah, fault, but it was true. somebody's fault. Like, yeah. they did that to her. They put right. her in whatever Asian mm-hmm. face. So, whatever. We go over the plot again, just in case anybody missed it in the cave. <laughs> He's got to get, we have to make him corporeal. He's got to marry uh-huh. the bitch or whatever. Uh-huh. What in the sweet fuck is this beholder thing? Paul Only, Thalemue, wait, wait, you missed Elizabeth. a great line. Only a dream can kill a dream, Beth. They say I don't have any idea what context that was. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember. But I was like, "Cool neon skull." It was like cool, if, cool neon. If, if you take, if you take like the the oh man, Indiana Jones and like the the temple, the Kalima temple, but then you make it like eighties neon rave temple it was like that show that used to be on like the temple of hidden legends or whatever the fuck show game show that used to be on right it's a skull but it's outlined in blue neon and stuff yeah they got a neon makeover it's pretty sweet i want to make my basement look like that listen to me (laughs) but then we gotta talk about the beholder eyeball monster fucking meat wad made of eyes (laughs) yep 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 and it has an iconic tongue in its mouth yeah, it does. Um, I'm holding you personally responsible for cool. that. Cool. Okay. Oh my god. That's definitely going to show up in our D and D campaign. He's going to kill Gracie to lift the curb. Blah blah blah. I don't know the neon room. Yeah, one has the to actor, die. That neon room was put together really shoddy, and that whole like staircase escalator thing mm-hmm. was like escalator of doom. Yeah, it was like on like stilts that were like popsicle sticks, and that actor <laughs> was like, "Can you get my stunt double?" And they're like, "That will take way too long, and we have to get this out before the golden child." So we're gonna need you to go in your long robe. Please. Oh, good. Okay. And he was like, "This is my last day on earth." Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, yeah, like, yeah. "I might die," but he made it. Hi, Bigfoot's back. Mm-hmm. Literally every time that eyeball thing showed up, I wrote, oh my God, seriously, what the fuck? Go fuck there's yourself. A, there's <laughs> like a random gratuitous shot of it's just like licking itself with its eyeball tongue. We don't need that. Yep. Like, why? We just, yeah. They They're like, made we, we it, made this little thing. We got to put it in. <laughs> I want somebody to be fired. I'm uh, so yep. mad. It's licking itself with its eyeball tongue. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yep. Oh, mad. Um, They're in the elevator and then they do a shot. (laughs) They do a shot. Egg has like a secret potion that's going to make up all superheroes or something. give them a huge buzz. And and they do the weirdest ass toast like to America. The wings of liberty never lose a feather. Yep. 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 What? Oh my God. Again, not something that I would have put on a bingo card for this film. Nope. 
No, nope, I've already seen Bigfoot and a meatwad beholder, and <laughs> now there's a weird America toast. None of these things would I have guessed were in this film. Uh-huh. Egg has a crystal rocket launcher in this next fight, he which is pretty sweet. Does. Yeah, they do rock'em sock'em robot <laughs> magic. It's pretty awesome. He he uses his coke nails to make a fucking lightsaber projection, and then uh-huh. they do rock'em sock'em robots, and he uses his thumbs like he's getting like his joystick. Controller. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Jesus help me. At this point, my soul had left my body. Like, I was like, what is happening uh-huh. right now? Uh-huh. Holy shit balls. So, Wong uh-huh. literally gets everybody, and yeah. he spends a really lot of time flying through the air and doing like one sword clash for like yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. minutes. With, with the one, uh, with, with the, the one lightning or whichever one, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kim, it's not Kim Patrol knocks a dude out, but unfortunately, she says, hi, ya. When she does it. This is where Jack shoots the ceiling and rocks fall on his head. And he's like unconscious for half the fight. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But he does pull a knife in his boot and he gets it in the scary mask guy. Oh, yeah. And then it's on him and he's like like stuck on him. him. Yeah. Yeah. The music sounds like crappy video game fight music (laughs) throughout the whole thing. This is where we'll talk about the music. Multiple times I was like, there's a lot of 80s tension-y video game music happening. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never builds and it never resolves. It just stays. (laughs) Very true. Oh my God, you're right. And like, this is what this movie is missing is a is a power ballad by That's like the your one Richard thing. Marks by like yeah. your. That would just bring <laughs> the, the whole thing together. The one thing, but like so many of this type of movie, especially in 1986, had the song. Yeah, right? I agree. It has and a if song. it had a song, this is the, and then the it like problem. John Carpenter was just like, "I'm gonna be the song guy for this movie." No. What the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. That's because they didn't have time. If they would have had those extra five months, anyway. If no. I just wrote coconut lightsaber, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Wong fucking throws a sword over his shoulder, whoosh, into that guy's, directly into that guy's chesticle while he's flying yep, at him in yep, the yep, air. Yep. He blows up then. I can't He, even like, flies into the skull or something and blows I up. I cannot throw a piece of garbage in the trash from a foot away. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I don't know. A lot more... Shit happens. We have a kiss. They kiss again, and I think that like the entire purpose of that kiss is just to get lipstick on. Yes, Russell. and he has that lipstick for quite a while into the yeah. fight, into the next scene, which is great. It's really funny. He says his thing, and it's yeah. all tough, but he's got lipstick, and it's like on his teeth and shit. It's very uh-huh. good. He does right. kill Lil Pan. He chucks a knife. You didn't even talk about Russell. the fact that he was getting married, and he was using the needle of love on their arm to like turn himself back into a human. <laughs> Oh, the needle of love. The <laughs> fucking needle. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. He fucking chucks the knife at Kurt Russell, who catches it and immediately flips it back, and it goes deep into his fucking cranium. Yep. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's all in the reflexes. All right. So you're like, okay, it's like, it's like, hooray, we did it. I'm like, what did he drink? Fucking the luck potion from Harry Potter? Like, yeah. what is happening? But we Thunder didn't do is it. so mad about this that he just makes himself explode in a weird, like, balloon <laughs> makeup thing. And then there's, like, little pieces of it. With fucking what? Again, um, in a thousand years? I would never have predicted that the next scene after Kurt Russell killing the big bad would mm-hmm. be a guy showing up and just getting pissed off to death. Yep. He blew up. And we had to up. watch his feet blow up until they ripped his shoes open. And then uh-huh. we had to see meat chunks. In my notes, I wrote, 
Eddie, if I woke up with my head stapled to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Nice. <laughs> Never in a million years. I was not expecting that, is all I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Gruesome meat chunks. Some of it's clothes. T- <laughs> Some of it's his suit. His great suit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Then Egg has a grappling hook that looks like my shoelace. Yeah, there's no, way, that that's there's no way that's lifting everybody out of that place. No, they, and the lightning whatever, comes. they get out. He blasts the last bad they drop, guy. Yeah, they drop a statue on the last that lightning get. And they find his truck. Yeah. <laughs> they find his truck. And this is where I wrote about the Holland ass. And my, um, my note of the pretty naked girl is a little... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, stick figure. And it says, I wrote classy because it's classy. Yep, that's very classy. Wang and, and Malin are, are smooching their faces off. Um, and she goes, oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? <laughs> and then we're at a celebration. Egg's going to peace celebration. out. He's mm-hmm. going on vacation. But he's not going to go to the heartland because China's always in his heart. Right. So the reporter and the friend are going to date, which is fine because they're both not that attractive. And, and they both are nothing burger characters. Nothing, so yeah. great. Okay. And then he gets this triple. The, what? Sorry. Go ahead. He, go ahead. Just he gets his triple money. Nothing mm-hmm. but triple. Which mm-hmm. he, no, he's they, a rich man, yeah. which is like $3,000. He's a rich correct, man. Correct. Yep. And then they flirt for a second. And he says, yeah, sooner or later, I rub everyone the wrong way. <laughs> sooner or later, everyone hates me. <laughs> Which is what? a great line. This they totally stick the landing. I'm sorry. This is the best romantic it's ending. Hundred <laughs> percent. I literally was like, I'm so. He goes, you're gonna kiss her. He goes, nah, nah. I'm so psyched <laughs> that they don't make out here. Yes. And she is down to clown. Uh-huh. She wants it. She wants it. She's like, my fucking friend got the mediocre one. I want even with the biceps and the hair. And he's like, nah. nah. Um, and a hundred percent. He's right because they absolutely wouldn't. She would hate him in two weeks. Like, yep. No, less than hundred percent. Ten minutes. No, there would have been two weeks of like some good boning, and then it okay. would be over. Okay. He well, maybe I can't tell if he knows what he's doing in there or not. Could go either way because I feel like Kurt Russell does, but I don't feel like this character does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So no horse shit, Jack, and then that's it. But we get him back in his truck, and he's doing his little stand up routine. Story, but surprise, Bigfoot has hitched the ride. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta tune in for the sequel. Let okay. me tell you, when I was a kid, I loved the fact that this movie ends with the Sasquatch monster in his truck. That was like one of my favorite things. I could remember that shot exactly. Oh, it's like, yes, there's still magic out there. It reminds me of like, the end of a Goosebumps book. Yes, 100%. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or at the end of like all the Nightmare on Elm Street when like the lights in the like playhouse turn on mm-hmm. or whatever and you're mm-hmm. like, oh no, the story's not yep. over. And so then, they did this and they really thought they were going to do a sequel and then they did. <laughs> then I, you know how much I like watching credits, right? And so I don't, I don't think I'd ever watched the credits for this movie, but I forget. I was just on my computer and the thing was rolling and I just let it go. And I was like finishing writing up my notes or something. And I'm sort of listening as the credits roll. And I'm like, what the shit is this song (laughs) (laughs) that I have never heard before? It's so bad. It's like this theme song. Oh my God. It is the worst. You know, it's like a theme song. I was like, wow, they really tried to make the theme for this movie song that's in the credits of like every movie from like 82 to 96 yes, or whatever. Yes. I had to have this credits theme song. And it's so fucking bad. It's just I awful. am the man who will fight you. <laughs> it just, it needs like a power ballad. 
But you know, there's no, they don't get together in the end, which again, we love, we're on record as loving. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, oh my God. fucking wild. So <laughs> never in a million years could I have anticipated any of what I just saw. Uh-huh. That's why it's so amazing. Listen, I think it was, first of all, okay, I'm pretty sure this is like sliding into my, this is like in my canon. Where's it sliding, Paul? It, <laughs> it's <laughs> like- the eyeball in your mouth? <laughs> I honestly did not know going into this rewatch if it was going to be my canon, but I think it's so stupid and silly and like subverts a lot of genre stuff. I think it does have some merit. It's really dumb. It's really bad. And it's fun to watch. It's fun. I don't I like I, I think this movie just barely misses being a cult classic. I don't know why it's not a cult classic. I actually think it is. And it that's is. why it got so many it has a good audience score. Like that's what I read about is they they didn't do a good job promoting it because critics liked it and they were like, it's gonna be a big movie. But yeah. they didn't do a good job promoting it because they they didn't know how. And I feel right. like sometimes that happens to a movie where they don't know how to like explain it. And to me, that's sh- so short-sighted because I am an amateur film, but right? Like, and I feel like I could explain to you why it's cool in a right. sentence or right. two with so many of those things where they're like, we don't get it. And it was very clear, Carpenter said like multiple times, they didn't get right. the joke. It's hard to explain the joke in a commercial but like also that's your job like do better (laughs) (laughs) right this is in my canon partially because i also also because i think my son would think this was hilarious and i think he would too stupid and he would enjoy it a lot i think you make a really strong case and i totally agree with everything you said (laughs) do i think it's in my case for my kids in my canon probably not but if they asked or were interested or if justin said he wanted to watch it Mm -hmm. because it was silly and goofy and we wanted something goofy on like i would put it on yeah it's not that i have made a moratorium and will never watch it again (laughs) it was buck wild and it was a bit of it was quite an adventure i will say um i'm not mad i watched it it was wild (laughs) and i had a great time talking about it with you yeah absolutely absolutely well so you win (laughs) (laughs) what's next i think you can go to the new podcast brian explains the nerd canon where brian corrects everything that we said and (laughs) we love you though brian we love you brian when's your podcast coming out i will wait for you <laughs> or if you want to hear Brian being the sexiest Satter himbo in the world, um, mm-hmm. you should join our Patreon there and you listen go. to our D and D. Patreon.com slash nerdcanon. <laughs> yeah, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Joe Costanza. Um, find us online on all the things. And until next time. Keep the nerd alive. This has been a production of Nerd Cannon. Follow us at patreon.com slash nerdcanon to get in on the fun. This has been brought to you by listeners like you.